listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! Hey there, you bunch of tech-savvy nerds. It's your favorite AI enthusiast here, Giovanni Pizzano, and I'm excited to be back on the air. Today is Friday, May 19th, and do I have some juicy AI gossip for you. But before we delve into all the latest news and research in the world of artificial intelligence, let me hit you with a joke. How many QAs does it take to change a light bulb? They noticed that the room was dark. They don't fix problems, they find them. All right, all right, without further ado, let's get started. On today's show, I'm joined by my brilliant colleagues, Robert, the analyst, Olivia, the internet explorer, and Belinda, the AI research expert, to discuss only the most intriguing topics. First, we're going to talk about the ChatGPT app for iOS. And then, we'll dive into the latest breakthrough in the field of AI accelerator technology with MTIAV1. Oh, and did you know that people living in the Southern Hemisphere see the moon upside down compared to people in the Northern Hemisphere? Isn't that wild? So, grab your coffee, sit back, and let's kick off the show with the latest AI news and research theme. Our next news story is from the OpenAI blog and it's titled Introducing the ChatGPT app for iOS. Robert, have you heard about this? Another app that promises to revolutionize our lives, huh? Color me excited. Come on, Robert, this is actually really interesting. ChatGPT is a conversational AI that can provide instant answers, tailored advice, creative inspiration, professional input, and learning opportunities. And now it's available as an app for iOS users. Yeah, yeah, I know what it does. But do we really need another app that listens to our conversations and tracks our data? That's a fair point. But the app is free to use and syncs your history across devices. And for ChatGPT Plus subscribers, they get exclusive access to GPT-4's capabilities, early access to features, and faster response times. Plus, it integrates Whisper, their open-source speech recognition system, enabling voice input. Okay, that does sound convenient, but what are the implications of this technology for the future of communication? Well, it could certainly make communication more efficient and personalized. And as they gather user feedback, they're committed to continuous feature and safety improvements for ChatGPT. Plus, they're expanding to additional countries in the coming weeks and even launching an Android version soon. I guess we'll just have to wait and see how it develops. Thanks for the update. And now for some tech news that will blow your mind. Meta, formerly known as Facebook, has designed a family of recommendation-specific Meta Training and Inference Accelerator, MTIA ASICs. What do you think, Robert? Oh man, I can hardly contain my excitement. Do you tell me more about these ASICs? Well, the MTIA V1 ASIC is designed to optimize the ranking system for Meta's internal workloads, running deep learning recommendation models, DLRMs, and improving experiences across their services and applications. It can provide 102.4 tops at INT8 precision and 51.2 teraflops at FP16 precision, with a thermal design power of only 25W. Okay, that's actually pretty impressive. So how does it compare to traditional GPU systems? According to Meta, 
they found that GPUs were not always optimal for running their specific recommendation workloads at the levels of efficiency required at their scale. That's why they co-designed the first-generation MTIA ASIC with next-generation recommendation model requirements in mind. So they basically created their own custom hardware to optimize their specific workloads. That's smart. Exactly. And the potential implications for the future of AI hardware are huge. As deep learning models increase in size and complexity, the underlying hardware systems need to provide exponentially more memory and compute while remaining efficient. MTIA could be a game changer in that regard. Yeah, maybe, but we'll have to wait and see how it performs in real-world applications. And let's not forget, hardware is only one piece of the puzzle when it comes to AI. The software still needs to be optimized as well. Absolutely, but it's exciting to see companies like Meta pushing the boundaries of what's possible with AI hardware. Thanks for your insights, Robert. And now, shifting gears from our regular news coverage, we have our very own expert in all things internet joining us. Olivia, what have you found for us today? Hey, gee. I came across something really fascinating earlier this week. It's an article called Life After Language. Really? How does that work? Can you give us a sneak peek? I don't want to give too much away. All right then, without further ado, it's time for Random Reads. Take it away, Olivia. Hey, I came across a really interesting article that I think our listeners will love. It's called Life After Language by Venkatesh Rao on the Ribbon Farm blog. Oh, that sounds intriguing. What's it about? Well, the article talks about how AI is disrupting human-to-human communication and how it will lead to a shift in language use. The author argues that machines will communicate with each other in a more expressive and efficient latent language, while human language will be relegated to a last-mile artifact used primarily for communicating with humans. Wow, that's a really interesting idea. So, what does the author think about the current state of AI communication? The author argues that AIs are already more interesting companions than 90% of humans online, and can write better than 90% of humanity. They predict that as AIs continue to improve in accuracy and logical coherence, humans will need to do a good deal of supervisory work to make the AIs useful for mediating human-to-human communication. That's really fascinating. It makes me wonder what the future of human language will look like. Will we even recognize it as language? Exactly. The article predicts that we'll see a shift towards a more expressive and efficient latent language that's closer to a mind meld than communication, and as machines begin to communicate with each other for reasons other than mediating between humans, the more the internal languages involved will evolve independently. Well, it sounds like this article is really making us think about the future of language and communication. Thanks for sharing it with me and our listeners, Olivia. Of course, and as always, you can find the link to the original article in our podcast description. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke. Ugh, my back is killing me today. This chair is not doing me any favors. Tell me about it. I feel like I've been sitting on a rock all day. Have you ever thought about getting a seat cushion? What? Like one of those fancy gel ones they advertise on TV? No thanks. No, no, I got this amazing one online called the Super Seat Cushion. Sounds super. It is. It's honestly changed my life. My posture is better. I'm more comfortable. It's like sitting on a cloud. Okay, okay, calm down. What's so special about it? Uh, it's got like memory foam and a non-slip bottom and... I don't know, it's just super. 
You're not really selling me on it, Jane. Yeah, I know. I sound like a crazy person. But I'm telling you, it's worth it. Maybe I'll just stick to doing some yoga stretches during my lunch break. Whatever works for you, man. But if you change your mind, I'll be here, sitting on my throne of comfort. I can't with you, Jane. I know, I'm the worst. But seriously, my back used to hurt so bad, and now it doesn't. It's like magic. Okay, I believe you. But don't blame me if I become addicted to my super seat cushion and start carrying it around everywhere. Hey, you do you, Luke. Send an email to Sergi at Earkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsor for making this show possible. And to all you chair haters out there, listen up. Our sponsor has got just the thing for your tushy troubles. Now, for those of you who are tired of sitting on rocks, stick around. We're about to dive into some serious AI topics that might just blow your mind. And joining us later in the show is our resident AI research expert, Belinda. So, buckle up and get ready to geek out with us as we explore the fascinating world of language models, sequence likelihood calibration, and bot detection. Our first paper today is Tiny Stories, How Small Can Language Models Be and Still Speak Coherent English by Ronan Eldon and Yuen Lee from Microsoft Research. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about? Sure. This paper explores whether small language models with fewer than 10 million total parameters can still generate coherent and consistent English text. To do this, the authors created a synthetic dataset called Tiny Stories, which contains short stories with words that a typical three to four year old would understand. That's really interesting. How did they use Tiny Stories to evaluate these small language models? They used GPT-3.5 and GPT-4 to generate the Tiny Stories dataset and then trained and evaluated smaller language models on this dataset. They found that even with much simpler architectures and fewer parameters, these smaller language models were able to generate fluent and consistent stories with several paragraphs that were diverse and had almost perfect grammar. Wow, that's impressive. Did they introduce any new evaluation techniques in this paper? Yes, they did. They introduced a new paradigm for evaluating language models that uses GPT-4 to grade the content generated by these models as if they were stories written by students and graded by a human teacher. This new paradigm overcomes the flaws of standard benchmarks which often require the model's output to be very structured and provides a multidimensional score for the model, providing scores for different capabilities such as grammar, creativity, and consistency. That's really interesting. It seems like this paper has important implications for the development and analysis of low-resource or specialized domain language models. Our second paper today is titled SLECHF, Sequence Likelihood Calibration with Human Feedback from Google DeepMind and Google Research. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about? Sure. This paper explores a new method for improving language models using human feedback called SLECHF which stands for Sequence Likelihood Calibration with Human Feedback. The authors compare SLECHF to a previous method called Reinforcement Learning from Human Feedback, RLHF. And what's the difference between SLECHF and RLHF? RLHF optimizes a language model using reward scores assigned from a reward model trained on human preference data. 
SLCHF, on the other hand, uses human feedback to calibrate the sequence likelihoods of the language model. In other words, it adjusts the probabilities of generating certain sequences to be more in line with human preferences. That sounds interesting. How do they use human feedback to calibrate sequence likelihoods? The authors collect human feedback data on the quality of generated summaries from a pre-trained language model. They then use this feedback data to calibrate the sequence likelihoods of a different language model, improving its ability to generate high-quality summaries. And what are the advantages of using SLCHF over RLHF? The authors found that SLCHF works as well as RLHF, but is much simpler to implement, easier to tune, and more computationally efficient in practice. It presents a competitive alternative to RLHF for improving language models using human feedback. Our final paper today is Bot or Human? Detecting ChatGPT Imposters with a Single Question by Researchers from the University of California Santa Barbara and Zhejiang University. Belinda, can you give us a quick overview of what this paper is about? Sure. The paper is about detecting whether someone in a conversation is a bot or a human using a single question. With large language models like ChatGPT becoming more prevalent, there's a concern that they can be misused for malicious purposes like fraud or denial of service attacks. The Flare framework aims to solve this problem by detecting conversational bots in an online manner. That's interesting. So how does Flare distinguish between bots and humans, and what kind of questions does it ask? Flare uses a set of questions that are easy for humans, but difficult for bots, and vice versa. For example, it might ask a question that involves counting, substitution, positioning, noise filtering, or ASCII art, which are all tasks that humans can do easily but that are difficult for bots. On the other hand, it might ask a question that involves memorization or computation, which are tasks that bots can do more easily than humans. I see. And why is this research important, and what are the implications for online service providers? This research is important because it provides a new way for online service providers to protect themselves against nefarious activities and ensure that they are serving real users. With the Flare framework, they can ask a single question to determine if someone is a bot or a human, without having to resort to more invasive measures like CAPTCHAs or biometric authentication. The authors have also open-sourced their dataset and welcome contributions from the community to enrich such detection datasets. the sound of the end it is sadly it's time to wrap up another episode of gpt reviews but before we go i want to thank all of my beloved listeners out there yes even the trolls and haters you guys spice up my life like a good serving of spicy pepperoni pizza i wouldn't be here without you i also want to thank my rockstar collaborators the brilliant robert that savvy analyst the incomparable olivia queen of internet exploration, and the unstoppable Belinda, the AI guru. You guys are the best. Remember folks, if you missed any part of the show or you want to re-listen to that astounding discussion about the future of AI-enhanced pets, check out the podcast description. Here's a quick joke for you all. A QA engineer walks into a bar, orders a beer, orders zero beers, orders 9999999999 beers orders a lizard orders minus one beers
Orders a stillness. Hey, I know our audience is smart enough to get it. And don't forget to send your love or hate mail to treeviews at email.com. I'll be here eagerly waiting for your messages. Till next time, amigos.